We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message. I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we invite you into this experience, both in this building and online, in Atlanta, in Chicago, in Miami, in Los Angeles, in Alberta, in Toronto, in Dallas, in Houston, in Chicago, in Portland, in Mexico City, in the Dominican Republic. God, we welcome you in Paris, everywhere that we are. We welcome you right now and say, take over. Do not take sides, God, but take over. What does that mean? Everything we need, we pray you'd speak it over the next few moments out of this message. God, I decrease that you would increase in me and say to your people what it is you desire to say to your people. In Jesus' name, everybody open your mouth. Say, I'm open and I'm ready to receive everything God has for me. In Jesus' name. Can I get you to put a praise on it right there, 915? Come on, y'all, let's go to work. So we're in this series that we started a month of May called Reality TV. And I said to you, and please focus in on this, this month of May will be the month where what you've prayed for, you will possess. What you've sown for, you will see. The reason we're doing this series called Reality TV is because God said, son, I want you to tell everybody connected to Harvest that the month of May is when things will become a reality for them. They have talked about it, but May is going to be when it becomes real. They pray for it, but May is when it will become real. They have thought about it, but May is when it will become real. This is the month where it's going to come off of your vision board and be in your hand. This is the month it's going to come out of your prayer journal and be in your possession. I just need to check the room and check online to see if there's anybody that believes that God has got the ability. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I can ask or think. Please make this declaration. Say, it'll be real for me this month. And if you say that and the person next to you don't shake, don't move, don't rock, don't do something, this might be a good time to go on and get you another socially distant seat because you need faith all around you. I need you to open up your mouth and say the month of May 2021. It will be real for me. Now check the praise of the people around you because... You may not be as loud as me, but you better do something. Move your neck, tap your foot, tap your head. Why? We're about to see God to it. We're about to see God 
do it. And you may have felt like he wasn't going to do it, but you just had to go through some process. But the month of May say it'll be reality for me. So listen, what are we doing this month? We're using reality TV shows. Why am I doing that? Because the whole nature of the genre, although it's super produced now, the nature of the genre was designed such that you could see the reality of somebody's life. And so that's why it's going to be real for you because it's going to be as if a camera crew was following you through the manifestation of what it is that you have prayed for. That's why I need you to start acting like, watch me, you got camera crews following. What, why? Because you're about to be put on. Let's. Y'all ain't talking to me this morning. You're about to see it happen for you. And I'm so glad you didn't quit. I'm so glad you didn't stop. I'm so glad you didn't give up. Watch me. I'm so glad you didn't stop serving. I'm so glad you didn't stop giving. I'm so glad you didn't stop praying. Because God says, I'm about to hook you up come the month of May. Please open your mouth one more time and say, it'll be reality for me this month. So we're using reality TV shows to teach some biblical principles. And Wednesdays was the voice. Uh, and we learned, now first of all, if you miss Wednesday, you've got to go back and watch Wednesday night or get the podcast. We learned that there are misunderstandings of God's voice. We were talking about God's voice in that message. And we learned that one of four people can be talking anytime you think you hear something. Number one, you can be talking to yourself. Jeremiah 17, 9 says that the heart is deceitful and desperately sick. It's wicked. Who can know it? Sometimes you will say something that you want to have happen and manifest your will in the voice of a third person and call it God. You have to be careful, watch me, that you do not learn how to deceive yourself. Because there are things where you wanted to do it, you wanted to make it happen, and you said it was God, but the reality is it was you. How do you know it wasn't God? Because nothing about it lined up with God's word. It lined up with making you feel good, making you feel comfortable, but none of it lined up with the word. That's why we looked at that, and Jeremiah 79 says, your heart, which is your mind in the Bible, it's deceitfully wicked above all things, which means we lie to ourselves more than the enemy lies to us. I mean, can I be honest? Some of the lies you tell yourself, watch me, or is this not going to work? That's a lie. Some of the lies you tell yourself is things are never going to get better. That's a lie. Y'all better go back to Maury Povich for a moment and just say, listen, we, we took the lie detector test and we determined that was a lie. When the enemy says things are never going to turn for you, you better say, wait a minute, that's a lie. When he says you don't have what it takes, you got to tell him, baby, I was built for this. Baby, I was born for this. That's a lie. It may be different, but I'm going to figure it out. It may be difficult right now, but I'm going to stick with it. And I'm here to tell somebody, you will win if you stop quitting. All right? So don't lie to yourself because you can be talking to yourself and you can literally, here's what I've discovered. A lot of what we lie to ourselves about are negative things. We will tell our things it's bigger than it is, it's worse than it is, it's more challenging than it is, and the reality is it's not. But we have learned to lie to ourselves because we often find comfort in a lie instead of the discomfort of the truth. The second voice that can be speaking, what did I teach you? Is people's unbiblical opinions. In 2 Chronicles 22 and 4, uh, we let, looked at a scripture they talked about how this king, how uh, his, uh, in his instance, his mother was his counselor in wickedness. In other words, he would run to his mother to uh, co-sign on things that he knew was wrong, but she would co-sign on it. 
Some of you have got people who have done you wrong, and they get on the phone with other people to co-sign on the wrong that they've done to you. And then when you confront them about the wrong they've done, they are acting all kinds of every different way. And you're like, where are you even getting this from? And watch me. You need to check who they've been talking to because they've got somebody's unbiblical opinion playing in their mind, making them think that they're right when they're wrong. And then here's what it'll do. It'll make them think they're wrong when they are right. Open your mouth and say, Lord, don't let me deceive myself and don't allow me to be deceived by people's unbiblical opinions. See, people will tell you, well, God didn't really mean that when he said it. He meant it when he said it, when he said it, because he said it. And we have got to learn how to live our lives based on what God's word says, not based on how we feel, not based on what we see, but based on what he said. Third voice that could be speaking is Satan talking. When Satan talks to you, uh, uh, Revelation 12, 10, the Bible says he's the accuser of the brethren. So the enemy will speak to you. What do you mean speak to you? See, it's, it's not that you're hearing this audible voice, all right? Let me help those of you who are looking for an audible voice. If you read the Bible, you'll discover that that was used very infrequently for specific purposes. God didn't even go direct to his own mama. He sent an angel to speak to her because when God's voice is spoken, watch me, when your voice is valuable, you use it sparingly. Some of you wonder why people don't value you. It's because you talk too much. Hmm. If you learn how to watch me, how to close it down a little bit, they'll start valuing you because watch me, every time they see you, you run in your mouth. And sometimes what you have to do is learn to reserve your words. Why? My words have value to them. And I'm not going to waste them on somebody that does not understand how to value my words. The Bible says only uh, do not speak in the hearing of a fool because they will despise your words. So when Satan talks to you, what he will do is that he will accuse you. He's the accuser of the brethren. So he's like a celestial prosecutor. He wants to indict you and get you to plead guilty to stuff that you're not guilty of. Uh, he, he tries to do plea bargains with you. He will try to get you to agree to stuff that's not true. He'll get you to say, you just like your daddy. And, it, and in that instance, perhaps it's negative. You're just like your mama. And in that instance, perhaps it's negative. You, you're never, ever going to get out of this city. You know that. He'll, he'll say things to you. and say, you're going to die in this mess. You're going to die in this drama. For some of you, when you dealt with coronavirus over the last 12 months, he said, this is going to be your end. Look at the TV. Thousands of people are dying. What makes you think you're going to live? And can I tell you, listen, he's still alive because you're still here. I need to interrupt the message and check the room just to see if there's anybody in here that can say, I have already beat some stuff that was supposed to take me out, that was supposed to kill me, that was supposed to beat my end. I need every survivor to go crazy for the next five seconds. Go. Five. Four. You a survivor. Three. And not just surviving. Two. But you're about to thrive. One. Shout thank you, Jesus. Wasn't supposed to make it, but I did. Wasn't supposed to still be here, but I did. I wasn't supposed to beat that statistic, but I did. I wasn't supposed to build what I built, but I did. So when he comes to you, he accuses you. It's, it, it is the fight you have inside, and sometimes you feel like you're fighting with yourself because the Bible says no wonder he transforms himself to an angel of light, which means sometimes you'll feel like the fight is with you, not realizing the fight is with him because he accuses you. You know you ain't nothing but a whatever the blank might be. You, you know you screw every good thing up, don't you? And so what he wants you to do is agree with that. Because if you agree with that, watch me, then he gets to use it against you. He's the accuser. Say the accuser. And, and here's what we have to understand. Here's what God does. God doesn't condemn us. That's an accusation. He convicts us. 
What's the difference? Conviction says you are so much better than what you did. Condemnation says you are so bad because of what you did. So Satan comes in and he does condemnation. God comes in, he does conviction. He's like, now listen, girl, you know. I'm going to need you to come on up. Listen, son. Now you know. Who in the building can testify? Who online can testify? Watch me. That you knew that God loved you. Why? Because even after you did something totally crazy and ratchet, he still came in and you felt his presence. You felt his love. And you knew that he was with you even though you were struggling with yourself. Here's the fourth voice that can be speaking. It's, it's the voice. It's God speaking. And I taught you on Wednesday that there are two primary ways that God speaks. I want to demystify the voice of God because many times, especially if you grew up in church, people made it very spooky. Oh, the Lord spoke to me. And then they'll start speaking in King James English like God speaks English. The language of God is Hebrew. Now, uh, of course, you can speak any language that exists because everything that is exists from him. The reality is, they'll start, and the Lord thy God has said unto thee. Like, okay, here's how I know that's not God. Because he would make it match the time. So you trying to go back to, watch me, to King James English, and he wouldn't even speak that way now because he would make it match the time. That's how I know you're a lie. Y'all ain't going to talk. Somebody say, Lord, speak to me. Two primary ways. Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth will pass away. Watch me. But my words will not pass away. Notice words is what? Plural. There's two words for word. Number one, rhema. Number two, logos. Say rhema. Say logos. All right, so let's look at this. Um, those are the two primary ways God speaks. I just want to give you this for the sake of knowledge. I've taught about this before in series like dreams and things like that. Those are the two primary ways. So those are the number one ways God is going to speak to you. Some, somebody say rhema, logos. All right, rhema, watch me. Rhema is what he's saying now from what he said then. Rhema is why we come to church. We come to church to get a rhema. See, we're studying what he said then. But what he said then is speaking something to me in my now. God, y'all better hear me today. This is the reason why we need church and we need messages and we need digital campuses and podcasts and all of that. Why? Because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every rhema that proceeds from the mouth of God. Which means even though he said it thousands of years ago, it's saying something fresh to me. It is alive. And I need you to open your mouth make this prayer and say, Lord, give me a passion for your rhema and your logos. I need you to be so passionate about receiving the word like you've never been before. Because a lot of the times you feel distracted, you feel unsure, you feel confused. But that's only because you're looking for a voice instead of a verse. You, uh, you are looking for a manifestation instead of listening to a message. Rhema is what he's saying now from what he said then. And Logos is his voice in a verse. Say his voice in a verse. This is the reason why I encourage you to get the app and then pick a Bible reading plan and then stick to that Bible reading plan. Why? Because every time you're listening to it, even if you don't fully understand what is going on in the moment, it's going to speak something to you. How's it going to be spoken? It's going to come up in your process of thought. And in your process of thought, you're going to say, ooh, you need to check that. Where the honest people at? Ooh, I need to do different with that. L listen, l I didn't need a burning bush to come tell me quit, quit being a... a, a um, I didn't need a burning bush to come tell me, hey, you're doing too much. I didn't need a burning bush to come tell me, hey, you need to check your little funky attitude. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. I didn't need a burning bush because the voice that's in the verse is able to speak that to me.
Say, Lord, give me a passion. Uh-uh, I don't believe you. Say it with authority. Say, give me a passion for your logos and your rhema. Those are two Greek words, guys. That's the language of our New Testament. I like logos because it's like Legos. It's building blocks. It's building blocks, and they all connect to one another. What's amazing about the word is that it's a self-authenticating book. It connects itself with different people from different times that would have no way of knowing what each other said, but yet they said the same thing. Somebody say, only God. All right, but there's a few other ways that God speaks. Let me give them to you real quick for my note takers. Through some dreams, just because you had a dream does not mean it's God. Say, last night I, I, I dreamt, I, I, I dreamt, I, 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 I dreamed I was on, I, I was on Star Search. Uh, I'm trying to see. But you can't sing, boo. That does not necessarily mean that you were going to be on Star Okay, it's quiet. Last night, I, last night I dreamed I was. Last night I dreamed I was preaching. You don't tithe yet. Let's start with that. I, 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 watch me. Some dreams. I'm gonna say some dreams. Psalm 16:7. David says, "The Lord counsels me in my dreams and I see." I did a whole series of it. So for those of you like this, if this is my dream from God or what is it? Is he speaking? Get the series called Dreams. What's the name of the series? Dreams. Get that series. Next, angelic visitation. Sometimes God will send angels to visit. And when angels come, they show up in the form of people. You're not going to see some, some form with wings coming down from the heavens descending upon thee. The Bible makes it clear in Genesis 19 that when angels appear in the earth, they appear as humans. So y'all remember that show, Touched by an Angel? It had Della Reese and um, that other girl. And... Um, <laughs> Right. And, the, and the, whole, the whole concept was, is that you're touched by an angel and the angel looks just like you. <laughs> so in Daniel chapter 8, verses 15 through 16, Daniel is praying for something. This is where we get the concept of the 21-day Daniel fast. Daniel was praying for something, and he fasted for 21 days, and then he finally got the breakthrough. It was an angel that came to visit and to deliver a message to him because angel means messenger. So in the New Testament, the word angel, guess what it means? It means pastor. Come on. It, 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 watch me. Which means every time you come to church, that's why uh, he says to the angel of the church at Sardis, to the angel of the church at Laodicea, he was saying to the leader, to the pastor of the church, which means every time you come in here on a Sunday or a Wednesday, God is delivering an angelic message to you. I need you to open your mouth and say, Lord, speak to me, Lord. Every time you turn on a podcast, God is speaking. Every time you turn on a YouTube, God is speaking. Then, watch me, through something or someone you least expect. That's one of my favorite ways that God speaks. Was in Numbers 22, God uses a, a jenny, which is the female version of a jackass, to speak. I need you to catch the underlying substratum of what I'm saying. God used a donkey to speak to somebody. Balaam was riding in on the city, and Balaam thought he was doing the right thing. He was riding in on the city, and in the Hebrew culture, uh, a donkey was like a luxury automobile. So he's riding in in his Bentley. He's riding in in his nice luxury automobile. He's riding in the city, and as he rides in the city, watch me, his donkey, she stops. And he hits the donkey. Watch me. Stop hurting your help. Don't pray for help, get help, and then hurt the help that God has sent to you. I need you to open up your mouth and say, Lord, help me not to hurt my help. Come on. Watch me, because sometimes your help manifests in a way you don't expect it. Sometimes it'll come in a form that you didn't expect it to come. You call them cruel. They're not cruel. They're your help. They're trying to chop away the sloppy that's on you. Yo. 
You say they want too much. No, they're trying to increase your capacity and your expectation because your next 12 are going to require more of you. And for your next 12 to be your best 12, watch this, you're going to have to be your best you. So it happens another couple of times. She'd stop, boom, he hit her. She stopped, he hit her. The last time, watch me, sister turned her head around. The donkey turned her head around like this. <laughs> Could you just imagine? That would just freak me out. Look, you don't even have to say nothing. Turn your head like that. I'm good. Listen. I I'm good. She turned around and watch me. She started speaking his tongue. She started speaking his language. This is why sometimes you be the saved one and God will use the unsaved friend that's a jackass to be the one to speak to you. Yep. They'll have to remind, well, don't you go to church? Well, don't you pray? Well, don't you? Who in the building or online can testify that sometimes God used somebody you would not expect? He used your crazy cousin to speak to you. He used your out-of-control sister to speak to you. He used your boss that's an atheist to speak to you. Sister, turn her head around. And she turned her head around. She says, you keep hitting me. And she said, but what you don't understand is that, watch me, there's a death angel right there ready to kill you. And I kept stopping to stop what was ahead of you because there was a death angel ready to slay you with the sword. I saw what you couldn't see. I saw what you couldn't see. And sometimes God will use things that we do not expect to speak to us. Can I tell you what he'll often use? He'll often use your haters. God, I wish I had somebody at this 915. He'll often use your haters, which is why sometimes, watch me, you don't ever take it to heart, but it doesn't mean that you don't need to hear what they said. Come on. When you're mature, listen, I'm not offended by what you say about me. That's your issue with me. But sometimes God will use your hater to say something that will speak something to you. Well, listen, what do you mean? See, when you discover what they hate about you, you'll discover what's valuable about you. I you needed a hater to show you where the hidden treasure was. You needed a hater to show you where your anointing was. You needed a hater to show you where your value was. Whatever they attack, that's where the treasure is. I wouldn't have known where my treasure was until I saw what you talked about with your jack. Say, thank God for my haters. Say, thank God for those that don't like me. Without cause. Say, God's using them like this donkey. So let me teach you Bible. So he'll use an ass to speak to you. That's, that's, that's my cousin. That, that literally is, is the, uh, the biblical word. Go to your King James Version of the Bible. That's the biblical word for a donkey. Something you would least expect. You didn't expect it to come from somebody that doesn't even love the Lord. You didn't expect it to come from when you were flipping through the channels and you heard something that reminded you, you better rise up. You didn't expect it to come while you were standing at the airport and things changed. And when things changed, you were mad. But then you realized something, I'm being protected from something. Because every delay is to my benefit. Which means if God allows it to slow down, there's something he's trying to keep me from running into. I just need us to worship God for three seconds for the thing he uses to speak to us that we would least expect. Go three. Hallelujah. God, don't let us miss it. 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 Say, don't let me miss it.
All right, here's another way he speaks. Through life storms and challenges. This is good. Most times when we get into a storm or a challenge, how many of us want out? Let's just be honest. All right, who wants to just sit in a storm? Now, I happen to like the rain. I happen, actually, to be honest with you, I can stand the rain. Listen, sunny days, everybody loves them. But tell me. Some of y'all don't know the song. I'm going to need y'all to be spiritual. That's a spiritual song. I'm going to need y'all to go put that on your playlist. All right? So, so check this out. So, so I actually like that. When I hear thunder, I get excited. Because I know that rain is about to produce a smell that's about to produce a result. I know that rain is about to produce, watch me, greenery. Let's talk. I know that I've sown, and so whatever I've sown needs the rain in order to make it grow. Sometimes you say, Lord, send your rain. Can I tell you what you're actually asking him to do? Send a storm. But it's in the storm that he sends that you get the rain that you need. So for some of you, like, God, when is the rain coming in my life? He said, you don't see all this hell you've been going through. That is the rain. So through life, storms and challenges. In Job 38, when the Bible says that God spoke to Job from the whirlwind, from the storm, and he spoke to him out of the storm. Many times we want out of the storm so we never hear and get from the storm what we were supposed to because we want to get out of it. And whenever you're trying to get out of something, you're not paying attention to it. Let me prove it to you. Try to be, you know, listen, when I go to the mall, I'm trying to go to where I'm going and leave. Now, I know everybody ain't like that. How many of y'all are not like that? When you go to the mall, you listen, you go, you want an experience. Let's just go on in here. Well, but that ain't what we came for, right? Let's just walk over here and see. Well, I don't know. I got an email. But you should have put that on the agenda because I now now take this out. Take this out. Take this out. Most of us, we are so focused that uh, on what we think is important that we miss the moment we're in. The storm was trying to teach you something, trying to show you something, because a storm is an usher. Let me have one of my ambassadors. Let me have one of my ambassadors. Come, 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 come. Come, I want you to come. Come on, come on, come on. Come on just, come. Just, just come forward. Just come forward. And I want you to stand. Stand. Stand for me. Stand for me. All right, now here's the deal. Now, now listen. Uh, this ambassador is standing, and they're standing next to another individual. The job of the ambassador is to point you to the role where you're supposed to be seated. You'll catch it in a minute. You'll catch it in a minute. Which means your storm is designed to get you in the right place at the right. Some of you wouldn't be in church today unless the storm had ushered you up in here. You wouldn't be saved today unless the storm. Uh, who can thank God that your storm was one of them old school first Sunday ushers? They had the white gloves and everything. And they're like, come on up here, baby. Stand right here. Come on up here, baby. I need you over here. Your storm got you saved. Your storm got you your new job. Your storm got you your new business. Your storm got you your new opportunity. For many of you, your storm got you to your new pastor. Your Somebody say, thank God for my storm. All right, so watch this. So watch this. So, so, so look at this. Then prayer, praise, and worship. Second Chronicles 7, 14. I'm just teaching you briefly the other ways that God speaks. It says um, that through prayer, praise, and worship. In Second Chronicles 7, 14, the Bible says, If my people who are called by my name would seek my face. Face in the Bible. If you grew up in church, people say, just seek the face of God. And I remember hearing stuff like that. And I'd be like, what does that mean? You ever heard somebody, Christian, say stuff, and you're like, I have no clue. And here's the truth. Neither do they. 
Many times they just say stuff that sounds deep and spiritual that doesn't mean anything. And what my job as a shepherd is to chop this food up and serve it to you so that whether you've been saved for two minutes or 25 years, that you can eat from the same plate and still get full. All right? So check this out. So he says, if my people will call by my name, will seek my face. God's face in the Bible means his attitude. Check this out. So where do we get his attitude from? That's what prayer, praise, and worship is for. That is when we, watch me, we are literally engaging with God such that we are uh, developing and, uh, 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 and taking on his attitude, taking on his attributes. It's like a relationship. A more is caught than taught. You will observe somebody's mannerisms and begin to match them. They don't teach you, this is how I point, you'll catch it. You, from being around them, you will observe how they speak. You will observe how they handle things. And that's what prayer, praise, and worship does for us. It is God's way of saying, take on my attitude. Take on, watch me, my face. Let it be so that when people look at you, they see me. And this is going to happen through prayer, praise, and worship. So let's just get the building right for a moment. Let's get online right for a moment. I get you to just lift at least one of your hands and just say, Lord, through prayer, praise, and worship, make me more like you. I seek your face. That's your attitude. I take on your attitude. And as I take on your attitude, you show me where my attitude needs to change. In Jesus' name, I declare that in my next 12, I will be more like you. In Jesus' name. Put a praise on it. Put a praise on it. All right, all right, watch me. And then, of course, Logos and Rhema. Now, look at this, Psalm 119, 105. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet. I just gave you a brief overview. Say, Bishop, we went over those fast. I just want to give you a brief overview of those because I've taught in the series I mentioned before in depth. Psalm 119, 105. Why is all of this important? Because if all Christianity is, is just a new list of rules, then it is no different than simply taking on a behavioral modification course. If all Christianity is, please pay attention, if all Christianity is, is just a new set of moral uh, uh, steps to live by, then what do we really have? We have more than just these are good rules to live by. We have more than just these are good principles to live by. We have the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the great I Am. He's bigger than we could ever imagine. That's why the Bible says his thoughts are not our thoughts, his ways are not our ways. So why is that important? Because we learn how he speaks, because that's the difference between us and the world. The world has got to use their data, but we get to use his information. Let's see if I can set it up. The world is driven by trends. Watch me. He is a trend setter. Come on. Which means I'm not driven by your trim. I will set a new trend because I was not sent to conform to the world. I was sent to transform the world, which means I was sent to rule. Let's see if you know it. To reign, to conquer, and subdue. So here's what his word does. Here's what Logos and Rhema does for us. Your word is a lamp to my feet. The world doesn't have a lamp to their feet. They have to call their friend to get, to, to get their lamp. You can go to the word to get your lamp. 
They got to look on YouTube to see what a blogger said about their lamb. But you can say, God, tell me exactly what to do, exactly how to go, exactly how to handle it. I need you to realize the best thing you got going for you is not your looks, it's not your education, it's not your followers, it's God. I need to know that there's somebody in this building and there's somebody online that knows your secret sauce. Watch me. Ain't that you dripping. Your secret sauce is that his word has always been Google drip. What? Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. What does that mean? A light there means it illuminates the right path, making decisions clear. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do because his logos made it clear. And when I came to church, I got a rhema that made it clear. That's why I always pray when you leave that you leave with every prayer answered. Why? So when you walk out of church, watch me, instead of saying, ooh, I just got to, ooh, you can walk out and start taking action. For some of you, when you get in the vestibule, you can say, wait a minute, I already know. Listen, you are, you, listen, I got to let you go. I got to cut you off. I got to quit fooling with you. Why? I just got my answer from my rhema, and it made this decision good. I was struggling with it before this, but after this word, I know exactly what to do. I know exactly what steps to take. It's going to make my decisions clear. I pray that you wouldn't be cloudy about any decisions you've got to make in the next 12 months. I pray that you would not be timid about any decisions you've got to make in the next 12 months, but you would be strong and you would be courageous, strong and courageous, strong and courageous. Say it, strong and say it. So here it is, guys. I just gave you several ways. God is speaking. Here's where we're at. But we botched the instructions. It's quiet in the church. Somebody say, he is speaking. But we botched the instructions. You ever told somebody to do something, made it as clear as it possibly could be? And they still not do it right. If you've never done that, we have done that with you, and we want to know <laughs> exactly what the problem is. <laughs> All right, look at this. Acts 7.51. Here's why we botch the instructions. You ready? Okay, so it's God's word makes some things really clear. Like, I'm just going to use a simple one. Tithing is very clear. And of giving above your tithe, that's very good. There's nothing to be confused about that. There's nothing confusing. There's nothing like, well, I don't know. I don't believe. There's nothing like that. Because if you believe the salvation part, you have to believe the tithing part. If you believe the grace part, you have to believe the tithing part. If you believe the part where he loves you, you have to believe. You can't pick and choose the parts you want to believe. His word is not a buffet. This is not the golden corral. You got to eat everything on the plate. Trust <laughs> me. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. You can hear instructions. And here's why things don't get done. Please listen. It is not that you did not understand because you understood it. But here's why, Acts 7 and 51. You stubborn. It's quiet on this Mother's Day. I'm trying to give you a mama message. Listen. You stubborn and hard-headed people. What does stubborn mean? You don't change easily. So you heard do it this way, and you said to yourself, well, I think they meant for me to do it the way I do it. No, that's not what was said. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me today. You're stubborn and you're hard-headed. What does hard-headed mean? Is that you let nothing get through unless it makes sense to you. Well, I'm not doing it because I don't understand why. You're hard-headed. Well, why I got to be like this? You're hard-headed. You know what I noticed on a plane? Nobody fights. Nobody fights. So, okay, listen. So last night, I got to be honest. Last night, I was angry. I was coming back from Atlanta, and they closed pre-check. 
Now, I paid some money for pre-check so that I do not have to take my shoes off and stand in that long line. Okay, some of y'all are getting real judgmental with me right now. All right, you understand. Thank you. I got one that understands. Can I get two? Can I get two? I got two. I got three. I got four. Okay. I didn't pay this extra money to walk through this line with everybody else. Waiting. And it's Atlanta, so the air, everything's always busy all the time. All the time. And I like, I time where I'm going, it is time. So that when I walk up to the gate, they're like, Dr. Foreman, we were waiting on you. I said, I know. <laughs> I, 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 I time it. So, you know, I know there's some people, I know some of y'all in the building online, you like to, you like to get to the airport three hours early. You, oh, we're just going to get to the airport and sit there and have some coffee and walk around and look at these murals. I'm not doing all that. I, I came to get on the plane, <laughs> go to where I'm going, <laughs> then leave. I didn't come for all of this. I didn't come for the sightseeing. I, I, I didn't come for all that, okay? That's just me. It's really, really judgmental. I should use another story. It's 915. It's a lot of, maybe it's because I can't see some of y'all's faces. <laughs> I need a couple of y'all just pull your mask down. Let me know you're smiling real fast. You can put it back up. Just let me know you're smiling. That's all. All right, okay, good. You can't tell when only you got his eyes. Listen. <laughs> and so and so I walk all the way. You got to go all the way to the other side to get the pre-check there. So I walk all the way to the other side. I'm like, this is going to be great. Ain't nobody over here. I said, this is great. I said, it almost looked close. <laughs> I walk up, and I got it timed. I know exactly the time I need. I got it timed. And the gentleman says, sir, pre-check is closed. I said, well, what? I said, well, we got to work something out here. Because he said, we got to go back to general. I said, general? Well, when is my refund going to be processed? That's enough. I didn't give y'all all this information for y'all to send me back over here to general hospital. Listen, you better see me. So I go over there, and, and, then, I'm in, and then the line is long. So as I'm looking at the line, I'm just hot. Some of you. <laughs> I'm just hot. I mean, I, I'm just hot. I mean, I'm hot. I'm texting some of my team, saying, we got to do something. We're going to shut this down. I, the whole pre-check department, I need to know who's in charge and who closed it, why they closing it. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. This ain't going to work for me. It's Saturday. This wasn't no Sunday night. All you need to do is take these 15 people standing in this circle that ain't doing nothing and put them over here. I think some of y'all work for the TSA because some of y'all are real quiet. Like, So take my complaints back to your supervisor, please. Thank you. Listen, listen. And so here's what's amazing. Here's what's amazing. Here's what's amazing. Please pay attention. I heard clearly what he said. Put up the scripture, Acts 7. I heard clearly what he said. He said, you got to go back over there and go in the general. So then I walk up to the girl to get in the general. I said, baby, I'm pre-checked. I said, so where's that, you know, shortcut through this general? Y'all going to catch it in a second. You're going to catch it in a second. You're going to catch it in a second. You're going to catch it in a second. Because in my mind, this is not supposed to go like this. There's got to be another way. Here it is that doesn't involve me waiting. What? 
there's got to be another way that doesn't involve me going through the same process as every you're gonna catch it but guess what when I got up to her she says no sir I said baby we got to do something about this I said because this is too much <laughs> I said and I'm looking at my time y'all are gonna have me right there right on time this is a problem she, I said, so, so what are we going to do about this? She said, well, certainly no, there's nothing else we can do about it. Now watch me. I knew exactly what he said. You're going to catch it in a second. I knew exactly what she said, which meant I had to not be stubborn and I had to not be hard-headed. Watch me, because I would have not gotten in line to get to my destination. Let me see if I can just make it clear for some of y'all. Your issue is that you don't like the instruction. You don't like the fact that you got to go way in line in a process that you thought you had already gone through before. And I'm here to tell somebody, God keeps sending you the long way because you are stubborn and hard-headed. But open up your mouth and say, but not in my next 12. I'll hear and I'll obey. Like there's some people you don't want to forgive. You hate them on the low. It's not an official hate. No, it's not an official hate. You wouldn't actually say you hate them. You just act like you hate them. And the thought of forgiving them, man, bye. You, you want me to forgive somebody that did me like this and, and they repaid my good for evil? Mm -mm. I ain't going to be able to do it. But what does the word say? Forgive. It's not an option. You can either stand over here arguing with the man, trying to get them to open up what they're not going to open up. Watch me. They could not open this up until I followed the instructions. You're going to listen to what I'm saying. Some of you, God is like, I have been speaking and speaking and speaking, and you still haven't followed the instructions. And what does that mean? You always fight against the Holy Spirit. Watch me. Just as your mama did, just as your daddy did, just as your cousin did. But I need you to make this declaration over yourself. Say, but I'm the curse breaker. Stubborn and hard-headed. That's why we box the instructions. That's why we box the instructions. That's why we box the instructions. Box is this series following two doctors. Anybody ever seen the show? Right, wave at me on, in the building online. Do the hand wave emoji. Check this out. It's it's two doctors that follow plastic surgeries and they fix plastic surgeries that go wrong. Take a look at the screen for a few of them. All right, you can see one before, you can see one after. You can see the second one. That's a botched surgery. Now I'm trying to. Fix now, now how didn't you? All right, the third one. That ain't even the same person. Look like me. I, and that's the problem when you botch things. You never look like what you're supposed to. That's the problem when you botch things. You never accomplish what it is you want to accomplish. And you're not recognized, watch me, because you're not recognizable because you refuse to follow the instructions. Please open up your mouth and say, in my next 12, I will not botch the instructions. Here it is, and we're almost out. Watch me. Botch means to ruin through clumsiness or ineptitude. Through clumsiness or ineptitude. So let's break this down. Uh, watch this. Clumsiness means being careless in one's movements. You ever saw somebody that was just, I mean, just, you know, just clumsy? But let's tell the truth. You ever had a clumsy moment? Come on. Come on, middle section. Y'all are not perfect. Middle section, no. We have not thine had clumsiness, thine moments. <laughs> I'm just joking with you. Love you. I right, take this out. Clumsy. 
Um, it means you're being careless. It means you are not treating your movements as if they are as important as they really are. They're clumsy. What's this? And here's what's significant. Look at Proverbs 3 and 6. In all your ways, your movements, which means everything I do. What is a movement? A decision. What's a movement? A choice. What's a decision? Uh, you moved over here. You took this job. You did this. You did that. You got with this person. You became friends with this person. Your movements. Say my movements. My movements. It says in all your movements, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Pay attention. When you are clumsy, you do not acknowledge him. You give preference to you. Which explains why you keep tripping over what you were supposed to have triumph in. Oh, but your next 12. Come on. Why do you keep having to say that, Bishop? Because I'm trying to get you to stir your faith. Because I don't care what it's been. I don't care if you messed up 15 minutes ago. I'm going to tell you and your next 12 will be your... Come on, I need you to say it with some authority in the building and online. Say, and my next 12 will be my best 12. So watch this. What does it mean to acknowledge him in all my ways? Okay, here's what it means. It's, it's actually the word yada. Yada is one of the forms of praise. It means to extend your hand. But watch this next part. Uh, watch me. To give permission to lead. So, so, so here's yada. Here's yada. Parent. Uh, uh, um, uh, a mom, if you've ever had, if you ever had, if you ever had a kid, um, a mom, what you would do is you put your hand out with the expectation that they would yada. <laughs> come on, let me, come on, come on. L listen, so if, if we just out, if we just out, now I know you're a grown man, but just go with me. All right, all right, all right, all right watch me, because that's some of y'all's problem. You think you're so grown, but you still need your hand held. <laughs> Proof is because you keep running to the same stuff in the street. Watch. Watch. So, so here's the whole concept. Here's the whole concept. It means to extend your hand to get permission to lay. So every mother, every father, every big cousin, every auntie, every uncle, every play cousin, every godmama, every goddaddy. Here's the deal. You don't say anything to them. You expect that when you extend your hand that they're going to understand they're supposed to yada and extend their hand and put their hand in your hand so that you can lead them. Let you have to say, give me your hand now. You're going to be angry at the fact that they didn't willingly yada and give you their hand. Y'all better listen to me at this 9.15. God keeps extending his hand to you to lead you, but you won't submit to that because you don't know where he's leading you to. And when you're grown, sometimes you can think you don't need to be led. And when you make a little money, you can think you don't need to be led. And when you get a position, you can think you don't need to be led. Which is why sometimes God will let you lead yourself into a ditch and say, how's it, how's it working out down there? And sometimes you'll fall down. Sometimes you'll fall down and you're in the middle of a ditch. And here's what I love about God. God says, listen, you're going to get tired of being down there. You're going to get tired of depression. You're going to get tired of fear. You're going to get tired of anxiety. You're going to get tired of losing what you didn't have to lose. And when I extend my hand, you better yada and give me your hand so I can lead you. Open your mouth say, God, I yada you. I yada. This means I submit to you and I respect and I follow you. Please pay attention. God will never force. He will only lead if you can be led. 
I get requests all the time. People say, Bishop Minimi, Bishop, be my spiritual father, Bishop, be all that. And here's what I say to people. Here's what I say. I get literally, literally tons and tons all the time. And here's what I say. Listen, everybody can't be led. So, so listen, here's my commitment to you. If you can be led, I'll lead you. Check it out. But when I put my hand out, if you don't respond, if I put my hand out, watch me. I'm not chasing you. Come on. <laughs> listen, I, l- l- listen, the water don't chase the horse. I, you have got to respond. And yada, and this is the same way God is now. Fifteen, God is like, look, I am not chasing you. You better come on. <laughs> but you're clumsy, in, and we have all been clumsy in our movements, because when He did this, He was like, look, okay, we're about to walk through some cords. We're about to walk through some mics, which means you got to be careful what you say. <laughs> we're about to walk on a stage, which means all eyes are gonna be on you, which means I can't have you acting a fool at the restaurant. Because you don't know who's sitting in the corner watching you. Knowing, okay, y'all ain't going to talk to me today. What's me? I'm about to lead you through something. But listen, I'm not, I'm not, either you come with me or you go. And here's what a lot of us do. We snatch away. And here's the problem. God is like, okay, well, what you going to do? Because you don't know how to navigate through that. <laughs> you don't know how to get past that. You don't know what to say on a hot mic. You don't know what to say when everybody's looking at you. You don't know what to say when all of a sudden now you're the middle of attention. And so now you'll say, God, you left me. And God says, no, I didn't leave you. You snatched away. And for those of us in the building that can recognize all of us at some point have snatched away, I need you to open up your mouth and say, but today I'm giving him my hand again. Come on, y'all, in this 915. I may have snatched away, I may have pulled away, I may have started doing my own thing, but yada, take my hand, come on here, and direct me, and lead me, and guide me. Y'all still here? So, so, so look at this, so look at this. A lot of times if you grew up in church, you say, I'm almost done. A lot of times if you grew up in church, you say things like this, God said. This scripture teaches us that there's a language modification we should make. It should be he led versus he said. I need somebody in the overflow to hear me. It should be more that he led versus he said. Because what did we just learn? Rarely does he use an audible voice. Go back to the scripture. It says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he, watch me, and he will direct or lead your paths. See, watch me. Some people don't understand why you're on the path you're on. That's because they're leading themselves. And I need you to stop trying to explain your walk to somebody that thinks they're walking but is still on the floor. I need you to stop. Listen, I realize you don't understand my path. You don't understand my devotion. You don't understand why this is serious for me. You don't understand why I don't miss church. You don't understand why I give. And you don't have to understand that. That's not nothing to do with me. But I'm letting him lead me because I refuse to fall in a ditch I did not have to. Here we go. Here's the second meaning. So remember the first meaning of botched is what? Clumsiness. Second meaning of botched, here it is ineptitude. Here's an aptitude. It means lacking skill and competence. Inappropriate, here's this last word I like, or foolish. You just a fool. Y'all don't know the rest of the song? You know you're in love, sometimes you're happy. Okay, it's Argentina. Never mind. Let's just leave it alone. Come on, 915. 
Take my hand. Take my hand. Come on, let's go. All right, so take this out. So take this out. Take this out. Um, It means that it's not that you're clumsy with your movements. It means that you act foolishly. So God says, I gave you a message. Let's track the progress. I gave you a message. I led through my word. I spoke through my word. I spoke through the message. I gave you all these ways I speak. Now, I was trying to lead you somewhere. Got it? But you botched it. You botched it because you were clumsy with your movements or because you started acting foolish. Let's have an honest discussion. Who can be honest? Listen, my hand's up before I even finish what I'm saying. That we've had some foolish moments. We've sent some foolish texts, some foolish emails, made some foolish calls. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. And I just need for you to throw that off of you. Because what the enemy wants to do is say, see, look, you, you, look, God ain't going to do nothing for you because look at how you did this and look at what you did. And look at what you text this person. And look what you said to this person. And look, look you got to pass. You gotta, I need for all of us that realize that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are made new. I'm going to give you a moment, watch me, to praise God for this reason, that you did everything the enemy accused you of, but you are not who he accuses you of being. Let the redeemed of the Lord say, you can't use that against me. Why? The blood covers it. You can't use that against me. I'm cleansed. I'm washed. I was a fool back then. But baby, I'm not a fool anymore. Open your mouth and say, no more foolish things. Here we are. Let's close it out. There's four types of fools the Bible lists. And I want to make sure that you identify where you've been one of these fools. Here we are, where you are currently one of these fools so that you ain't part of the fools no more. You got it? Y'all have a fool in love ready for the 1115. Who going to be anime? Give me anime bullet. Ah, there's something on my mind. Won't somebody please? Okay. Come on, 915. Come on. Come on. Take my hand. Come on. Come on, come on. All right, watch. Four types of fools. Here's the first type of fool. Here's the first type of fool. Here's the first type of fool. A Kessel fool. K-E-S-I-L. That's a Hebrew word. Old Testament. Proverbs 26, 11. Now, all of us have done this one. If you don't stand up when I say this one, you a whole lie. Because we've all done it. Proverbs 26, 11. Like a dog that returns to his vomit is a kessel, is a fool who repeats his folly. What does this mean? We have all, see, look, the whole church line, look. We have all prayed to get out of something, got out of it, and went right back to it. But thanks be to God, watch me, even though you went back to it, he didn't let it kill you. Even though you went back to it, he didn't let it destroy you. He didn't let it wipe you out. It was supposed to poison you, but he kept you. Open your mouth and say, thank you for keeping me. We've all done that. We've all done that. You pray to get out of it and then run right back to it. You say, Lord, give me some good friends. You get around some good people and you watch me. And and because you're not used to good, you're used to trash. You go back to the trash you're used to. I pray your taste buds begin to change so that you have an elevated appetite, so that your appetite is for the good. God has not brought you this far for you to be around trashy people, trashy situations, trashy stuff. Your next 12 are going to be your... 
look at this, look at this. Proverbs 23, 9. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, a castle, for he will despise the good sense of your words. So watch this. How do I know I'm dealing with a fool? Is that they refuse to hear truth. And not your truth, but his truth. So you can say, hey, listen, you need ABC News. I hear what you're saying, but let me just say this. What does the Bible say? Stop talking. Can I help some of y'all? You talk too much. You always trying to tell everybody everything about everything. And sometimes, let me tell you one of the greatest things I learned how to do is be silent. <laughs> the Bible says the Lord is in his holy temple. Let the earth be silent. I have learned sometimes that when I can see somebody's not listening to what I'm saying, not paying attention to what I'm saying, why waste my words on the hearing of a kessel? So, what, so my response is I have nothing to say. And that'll shock some people because they're like, I know he's going to have something to say about that. Mm -mm. Why? Because the Bible says don't speak to a kessel. Because if you speak to a kessel, they're going to despise the good. If what you're saying makes so much sense, they fight you with stuff that's not reasonable. Come on, let's go here real quick. They will fire back with something. You're like, what are you talking about? Ain't nobody talking about that. But you just reveal that you are a kessel. I pray your next 12 be kessel free. Here's the next one. A let's. A let's fool. This fool lets anything happen. Listen. It means they ignore the way of God. So, so, so here's what this fool does. Here's what this fool does. They know the right way. They know exactly what's supposed to happen. They just ignore it. We've all done that. Let's be honest. Come on, come on, come on. We've all, we knew exactly what to do. We just ignored it because in that moment we were hot. Since we were hot in that moment, this is going to be what it's going to be. Watch me. They ignore the way of God. Proverbs 22.10. Drive out the scoffer, the let's, and contention will go away. How do you know a let's fool? When they're around, nothing works. When you bring them in it, stuff gets messed up. There's contention. There's fighting. There's strife. There's confusion. There's mess. There's drama. That's because a let's fool lets anything happen. Watch what the Bible says. Here's how you know a let's fool. There's always strife. There's a fight where there shouldn't be. There's disagreements where there shouldn't be because you don't have the prerogative to disagree with the leader. Mm. It's quiet in this building now. That's the purpose of submission. Submission begins where agreement ends. Like, like you know, you, you got somebody on your team. It's your team. And in the meeting, the whole time, they, 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 they say, let's. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do it like that. Let's do it like this. Let's shut up. And let's just follow the instruction. Because maybe once you started doing it, you'd understand why it has to be done that way. It'll never make sense if you ain't walked it out. Watch what the Bible says. Strife will go away. There'll be no more fighting if you get rid of the let's. Watch me. And what else, what else will leave? Dishonor will leave. It'll cease if you get rid of the let's. Because the let's is disrespectful. And let's be honest, 915, all of us have been a let's, so let's not pretend. But I pray your next 12 are let's free. I want to take us up, but I'm running out of time, so I'm making sure these last two. The naval fool. <laughs> a naval fool. Uh -huh. Psalm 53, 1. The fool says, right here it's the word naval. The naval says in his heart, there is no God. 
They are corrupt, doing abominable iniquity. There is none who does good. Let me just break this verse down in five seconds. Watch me. They say there is no God, which means, watch me, they live as if there is no God. Which means, you watch me, this, this means, this could literally refer to an atheist. This could refer to an agnostic. Atheist says there is no God. Agnostic says, I don't know if there's a God. But watch me. Then there's this other term. Look on the screen. A Christian atheist. <laughs> what does that mean? What, what does that mean? They live like there isn't one. Because they're going to do what they want to do. <laughs> say, Lord, don't let me be a Christian atheist. Don't. Come on, say it, y'all. Say, don't let me be a Christian atheist. Look at the last part of that verse. It says, there is none uh, who does good. Everybody listen. Here's what a neighbor said. Now, ain't nobody doing right. Ain't nobody doing this. So why do I need to? As if other people are your standard. Come on, 915. I only need 20 more or, 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 or 60 more seconds. Watch me. You are not in competition with other people. You are in competition with yesterday's version of yourself, which means I don't care if nobody else is doing right. Watch me do it. I don't care if nobody else is giving their all. Watch me do it. I care less what somebody else is doing. God's going to give my best all day, every day. It brings me to the last fool. I like this when I say the best for last, a petty fool. Now, now, now watch. <laughs> now listen. Now, now listen. Ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of petty. Notice it's a petty fool, which means that, that you can be petty and not be a fool, but you don't want to be a petty fool. <laughs> so give me an example of petty, because sometimes you're like, okay, what does petty mean? Now here's an example of petty. Like you tell somebody to do something. And you're like, hey, don't do that. And then they go do it. And then they come back and be like, oh, my God, I just, I just, you know, I just, I'm just. And, and watch me. If you're petty, if you're not petty, you're going to be like, oh, I'm praying for you. God is faithful. Somebody petty going to be like, well, I told you not to do that. No, no. Maybe next time you'll listen. Uh-huh. Can you pray for me? No, baby. Get on prayer on Monday night and submit your prayer request with everybody else's. I'm not going to waste my prayers on somebody that don't listen. Let's go eat. And then watch me. If you're really petty, you'll answer the phone and pray for somebody else in front of Yeah, oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, touch. And they'll be like, you couldn't pray for me? No, I ain't praying for you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. When you're petty, you hold on to stuff for just a little bit. Not the whole day, but for part of that day. You walk home after church, after good word, good worship, good meal, and all that, and walk in the door like. I thought we had a good day. Oh, we did. I just don't want you to think I forgot about what you did. Because I don't remember hearing no apology to what you said. I, you know. Okay, let's go. Now let's go. Here we go. We got to go. Proverbs 132. We got to go. For the simple. Uh-oh, the simple, the simple are killed by their turning away. And the complacency of fools, of petty, destroys them. This is the last two things I want to see. We're going to cover this in prayer and we're done. Is this word blessing anybody so far? Yes. See, you don't want to botch God's instructions by being inept. Watch me. By being inept or clumsy. You don't want to be foolish. Because when you're foolish, watch what happens. You'll hear what to do. 
But watch what, what happens when you're a petty fool. You get inconsistent with it. So you're doing it, and you're doing it, and you're doing it well. Represent Queens and Seas, way down the Brooklyn. Bambin. Listen. <laughs> if you don't know the song, Google it. It's a two in there. Something about some bamboo earrings. Listen! Watch. <laughs> Watch. Look, look, look. You were doing good. You were excellent. You were on top of it. You were on it. You, 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 were, you were there. And then you got petty. You got inconsistent. You, you were on it. And then you got inconsistent. You were the one everybody else looked at for inspiration. And now you got petty. You got inconsistent. You turned away. Doesn't mean you got inconsistent. So I was working on it. I was working. I was working. I was working. And then I got inconsistent. Why do we get inconsistent? Because we got distracted. Why do we get inconsistent? Because we think the grass is greener on the other side. Not realizing turf, turf always looks better than the real thing because it's fake. And everything that good is is not gold. I just need you to speak this. Say, there's a consistency coming in me. There. Yeah, I pray that in your next 12 months that you got a consistency where you keep going and 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 you keep going. And even when you get distracted and you keep going and you keep going and you keep going and you keep going and I keep going. Say it. And I keep going. And I keep going. Say it. And I keep going. Say it. And I keep going. 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 Stop. It's not enough just to keep going, though. I got to go bigger. I got to go better. <laughs> I got to go bigger. Y'all better talk to me. I got to go better. Why? Because he says, and don't get complacent. See, some of us, you're consistent, but you're consistent at this level. <laughs> and in your next 12, God says, but I want to upgrade you. Come on here. I want to upgrade you. Talk to me 950. He wants to upgrade you. Speak that over your life. He wants to upgrade me. Speak at Facebook. He wants to upgrade me. Speak at YouTube. He wants to upgrade me. Say it again. Stop. God says, I want you to be consistent, but don't be consistent in the level you were at. If you were here, upgrade. If you were here, upgrade. If you were there, and here's the challenge, is that if you are comparing your path to somebody else's, you will think it's enough because you're comparing yourself to others instead of comparing yourself to yesterday's version of yourself. Can I get everybody in the building to stand, everybody online to stand? What's happening in your next 12? You're going to be consistent, and you will not be complacent. You will be consistent, come on, and you will not be complacent. Uh -huh. You're going to be consistent, and you will not be complacent. You are going to be consistent, and you will not be complacent. Say, I will be consistent, and I will not be complacent. I'm out of time. Heads bowed, eyes closed, in the building, and on time. Today, if you need to become a Christian, today's your day. God loves you, and he wants you to come to him. What does that mean? You get saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Okay, that's cool. What else? Saved from you. 
You're no longer having to do life on your own or by yourself. He says, I'll give you my hand. I'll lead you. I'll lead you into your future. I'll lead you to the right career. I'll lead you to the right family. I'll lead you to the right relationships. I'll lead you to the right business. I will lead you. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, come back to him. Maybe you became, watch me, a petty fool. And you got inconsistent. But today, I need you to open your mouth, please, and say, but today, but today. Bishop, why do you have us to do that? Because when you say it, life and death are in the power of your tongue. And somebody, you've been petty, but you're about to come back to being progressive. You were petty, but you're about to come back to purpose. And thirdly, you're like, Bishop Foreman, I do not know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure today. If you're one of those three, you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure in this building, and online. In the building, you're going to raise your hand when I count to three. Online, you're going to do the hand with emoji or say it's me. Why do you do that? We just want to be able to quickly see you and recognize you because we want to know that you made a decision today. One. Are you ready? God's coming to get you today. In the building, raise your hand online. Do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right where you're at. I see you. God bless you. I see you. God bless you. Come on, 915. Let's celebrate those that are coming to the Lord. Hallelujah. Do me a favor. Everybody pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. It's unconditional. You take me as I am, but you don't leave me that way. I won't botch the instructions. I won't be clumsy. I will not be inept. When you extend your hand, I'm going to give you my hand. I submit, Lord. Come on, y'all. Say, lead me, Lord. Say, I speak over my life that it will improve from this place in every single way. I'll be a better Christian. I'll be better in my family, better in my faith, better in my finances. My future looks good because I will not botch the instructions. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, can I get you to text the word decision? It's right there on the screen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, recommitted yourself to the Lord, or you are now sure. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877 552 4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next we're praying for you and congratulations remember your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you so bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give remember to love god love people and love life experiences are what people love the most about travel that's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. 
When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.